One of the great pleasures that I think many of us missed during COVID lockdown, Simon, was having people over and supplying them with a lovely feast. It's one of the best things about cooking, isn't it, Yumi? Being able to cook for other people. Yeah, but one of the things that you don't want to bring to the table as the host is stress. No, absolutely not. I'm Yumi Steins. And I'm Simon Davis. This is a stress-free five-minute food fix. So what are some of the rules about doing a successful dinner or lunch at your place where you're the host? There are a few, Mm. Yumi, and I think the most important thing you can do is just not worry. Stress needs to be parked at the door before you even begin, and the best way of doing that, the easiest way of doing that, is as much preparation as you can do in advance, do it. Yes. Don't yeah. do what that friend of mine we talked about in a previous episode on risotto did, was try and cook two risottos on the hob at the same time <laughs> while your guests are there. That is the opposite of what you should be doing. Can I also say too, Simon, you know how when you're having people over and you've got sort of recipes in your mind and shopping lists in your head, mm. a really helpful thing to do that I find is to write down your menu yes. so that you can look at it and actually see, so that's going to be the entree, that will be the salad, I've got that for dessert, and then you're not constantly constantly forgetting or, you know, trying to relist everything in your brain. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea. Get everything written down in advance. It may sound a bit fancy, like Mm. you're planning a large event, but you kind of are planning an event, so you may as well throw yourself into it and do it properly. It's the best way you can possibly be. I always try and plan a menu that involves as little effort there on the day as possible. If I can get something ready that has no cooking involved on the day itself, then even better. Yeah, nice one. Also, try and give people something when they come through the door. Or try and give them something as immediately like as possible. Like a disease or something? No, not a disease <laughs> or an uncomfortable moment where you've, you've hugged them too closely or something like that. No, I'm not talking about that. Give them a glass of something or a little something to eat that immediately disarms them and right. makes them feel happy. And yeah. that's kind of the essence of hospitality, isn't it? And that's why you've invited them around, to make them feel happy and part of things. Nice. I like that. Within five minutes, you reckon, and put oh, something in there. There's a little golden rule. Try it. But, you know, it doesn't have to be something fancy. It could just be a bowl of crisps and a, you know, cold beer, whatever it is, you know, that's the point. It's about just making them feel welcome in your home. Yeah, sure. Any other rules? I don't know if there are really that many rules. It's about the attitudes that you bring to the Mm -hmm. table, I think, entertaining more than anything. So we can talk about the food and we will in a bit, but remember, people are there to see you. They're not there to judge your food or, you know, we're not on a TV show. You're not going to get a score out of 10 at the end of it. You'd oh, hope. imagine if they did. <laughs> so, so, you know, enjoy it. Relax and enjoy the moment. Remember, they want to see you. Don't apologise for anything too when things go wrong. It's it's not great for you, mm. you know. It's not you, you end up feeling stressed about it, but it's also not great for your guests. They don't want to be hearing that no. you oversalted the dip, you know. Just forget no, about and it. And also they don't care they if don't you've care. oversalted the dip. So I agree with everything that you're saying, Simon, 100%, but it is very hard if you've overreached with the menu that you've prepared. Yeah. So it, inherent to what you're saying is aim low or you know, to put it more politely, aim within your skill set yes. and then do things that you can do in advance so that on the day you're kind of sorted. Exactly. Work within the skill set. Work with things that you've done before and you know. Don't go use this as the opportunity to create some sort of 
sole manure that you've never made before mm. or a flaming crepe. Go with dishes that you know work, that you can prepare and have confidence to serve. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to talk you through a couple of my standards. A salad that's served best at room temperature. So Beautiful. salads shouldn't be fridge cold. They should be yummy and sort of reflecting the room that you're eating in. A bread salad is always good because people think that they're healthy, but they're actually full of carbs. And so yummy. Which means they are fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, whatever meat you've got, make it simple like your protein. If it's, you know, prawns, they're already cooked. If it's, you know, a steak, you're not seasoning or marinating it. You're just going to barbecue it from room temperature. Fantastic. The real hack that I've got is to make the cake in advance and store it in the freezer until you're ready. Then the night before, pull it out, put it in the fridge so it's now defrosted. It's going to be delicious. However, if you are a non-baker and you don't even want to go that far, a Woolies mud cake is super yummy. No one ever minds having that. But you can, if you want, make a delicious icing. I'm going to share the recipe right now because it's so easy. Okay. And I love that. I love that. And that's what the French do. They go and buy their desserts. So take a leaf out of their book. Totally. And there are so many great bakers in this country where you could buy a really great cake or you could buy a Coles mud cake. (laughs) They both do the job. Okay, here's what you do. (laughs) You use a boiler to melt a, a block of white chocolate on the stove and then you get 500 grams of ricotta into your food processor, Mm. you switch it on and then you slowly scrape the melted white chocolate into the ricotta. It thickens and makes a sweet, unctuous dessert icing, which you then smear onto your chocolate mud cake. Everybody thinks you're amazing. (laughs) This has been your five-minute food fix. For more, don't forget we're all over Instagram and TikTok. Go there as well. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. 